0: Our bodies are repairing themselves, our gut lining is repairing itself, our blood is getting thinner because you're not going to be running away from tigers. So uh, your chemistry is changing, your brain is detoxing, your body is detoxing, your cells are reorganising themselves. All of this stuff happens when you're having good quality sleep. And when you don't have good quality sleep consistently, that's when health problems start to uh, jump into your lives.
1: Welcome to Unquestionable with your host, Charles Paley Phillips, and Sophie Green, where each week we dive into real and raw conversations with experts, creators, thought leaders, and CEOs.
2: With our guests, we'll be exploring some of the unquestionable truths behind psychology, mental health, and relationships to gain a deeper understanding of human nature.
1: So let's get into today's episode. So lovely to have you on here, it's and thank really you so much lovely. to see you.
0: Congratulations on the success. Thank podcast. you. Thank, okay. you thank you very much. And.
1: Um, Walk Yourself Happy. Tell us about it. What what started this journey?
0: Walk Yourself Happy, the idea, actually came about during lockdown because I was considering how many people would have mental health issues after this experience, particularly children. Uh, a new story um, sort of got me thinking about children not having access to outdoor space and what that would do to them over a two-year period. It was a story, I think it was Manchester and a doctor was talking about how some of these children in a particular area hadn't left the home for two years. They mm. didn't go, forget yes, the one perfect. hour a day or anything else. They just hadn't had any access to outdoor space at all for whatever reason you know that, that would have been. And then the mind started worrying. As you know, I'm hugely uh, passionate about how important nature is in our lives. I was thinking about what will that do, what will the long-term effect be on those children. And then it was the wider topic of nature in our lives, how important it is, and how actually we've all become very disconnected from nature. Modern living does not work in synthesis with having outdoor time, spending time in green spaces, and also understanding why those things are vital to us as humans. So that was the idea, and then I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And the book had been put forward as an idea and had a great response from publishers. And then obviously I was I was uh, uh, distracted. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Yeah, a little bit (laughs) distracted for uh, for a while. And um, when I came back to the book after I'd had my breast cancer diagnosis and my subsequent treatment and I was sort of coming out the other end, which you stayed in touch with me all the way through. Lovely, Giles. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously there was a different focus for me then uh, for the book and it became not just about mental health and nature but also about health and our basic understanding of what health is and my basic understanding of what health is and i think i just it was a it was a realization that i had been pushing myself abusing myself and not taking care of my health in all of the fundamental ways that I should have known better mm. um, about really and the book Walk Yourself Happy is segmented it's not a book about cancer it is a book about and it's not just a book about walking either for people who've got mobility issues there is a lot in this book that you can take away it's not just about that walking I just feel obviously I've made walking programmes on television for a long long time and it's sort of what I'm known for in, in, in certain t- sort of telly bits uh, telly circles um, and I think walking is one of the best ways that we can all access uh, exercise because its not it doesn't involve a gym, it doesn't involve embarrassing yourself from other people or doing tricky routines. It is start one step at a time. Get outside the front door, begin the process. So that's why I love walking as a, as a method to get yourself onto any form of good exercise regime. Mm. Um, but everything else in the book is about things like sleep, nutrition, Self care, stress, trauma, nature, outdoor time, daylight, all elemental parts of our, what I call our health puzzle, and things that I wasn't sleeping properly. Um, I've had lots of jobs where I've traveled all around the world and, you know, t- through time zones and been mm. live one day on a television show and then got on a plane and gone to the other side of the world, filmed for two days and then come back. Um, I'm also one of those people, I would describe myself as a night owl uh, not just that I would be the last one standing in the bar, but I would also be at home just pottering around till mm. two o'clock in the morning, deciding, oh, well, this is a really good time to, like, clear the shoe cupboard or <laughs> have, a the, have a look at the kitchen and go, oh, I'll move the beans. and yeah. Put, yeah. yeah. Just staying... sounds like you, Giles, Just much. staying up. <laughs> it does. And what I didn't really fully appreciate, and I do now, having written the book and having spoken to Professor Russell Foster, who's in the book how important it is to have a good regular sleep pattern and to get enough sleep across the course of your lifetime. It really is fundamental to every bit of our health because while we're sleeping, all these incredible biological things are taking place. Mm. Mm. Our bodies are repairing themselves. Our gut lining is repairing itself. Our blood is getting thinner because you're not gonna be running away from tigers. So uh, your chemistry is changing. Your brain is detoxing. Your body is detoxing. Your cells are reorganizing themselves. All of this stuff happens when you're having good quality sleep. And when you don't have good quality sleep consistently, that's when health problems start to uh, jump into your lives. So, for example, if you have a couple of nights of shaky sleep, your ability to deal with blood sugar spikes the following morning will be decreased. So your insulin response is affected by a bad night of sleep. That's an instant, really quick, here's a medical Physical thing that changes when you haven't slept. So that means you could be having your same breakfast and your blood sugar spike will be higher if you've had a couple of nights of bad sleep because your body just can't cope as well. Mm. Wow, that's incredible and terrifying. And (laughs) terrifying, but also really. Um, alerting you know Mm. it it sort of makes you like gosh it's that important so if it's doing that to to your insulin response to your blood sugar response what else is happening Mm. now there's an awful lot there's a there's a, 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 a Great um, guy out there called Professor Matthew Walker, who's written a fantastic book about Mm -hmm. sleep, which most of us have read, Sleep and Why We Need It. It's it's got a very
1: stark first page where you open it and it Mm -hmm. says, if you do not get seven hours of sleep, you will be prone to heart disease and and strokes. And (laughs) and, and you're like, oh, my God.
0: And cancer. Yeah, cancer. He's recently been on social media talking about natural killer cells. By the way, natural killer cells are increased when you spend... Um, a good amount of time in green spaces in nature and trees. When you're in nature, mm. when you're doing forest bathing, mm. walking amongst the trees, your NK cells go up, your natural killer cells, that's connected to your immune system. When you have a couple of nights of bad sleep again, your NK cells go down, which means your immune system is not working as well, which means you are more prone to a host of diseases, including cancer, including type two diabetes, including heart failure or, or, or cardiovascular issues. Mm. So when you start to put those two bits of the puzzle together, you go, right, OK, so increased heart disease, not dealing with, with, um, with responding to food as well. Uh, then what Professor Russell Foster talks about brilliantly in the book is our mental capacity after depleted sleep. You are more prone to risk. You will take more risks. You make worse choices. Mm. You're... you're brain is operating at a suboptimal level and he actually puts it he makes an interesting point he thinks that in the 80s when we had the crash he thinks it's because all of the people who are in charge of our money were known it was the Wall Street gang Mm. and they were known for being high octane not sleeping taking lots of drugs Mm. sleeping with prostitutes keeping their keeping their clients out all night and then the next morning working with our money yeah. and yeah. making decisions about the market forces on our behalf in a very, very reduced capacity because mm. they weren't sleeping properly and they were doing all these other things as well. So he says, you know, no wonder there was a crash because they were making terrible choices. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that makes wow. sense actually, is not yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so that's a really interesting thing as well and that would play into why you would feel more depressed, your mood would be affected after a bad night's sleep or after a bad week of sleep when you're stressed and you're not sleeping Mm. properly. It's the first thing. We all have a negativity bias. So our brain is geared towards the negative and it's geared towards the negative to protect us. So Mm. we've evolved that way. So when we were, you know, lying, sleeping, if something happened, up, it's something bad, quick, Mm. let's deal with it. It's our shock response Mm. to protect us. Well, your negativity bias gets even worse when you haven't had sleep. What we need to work on with our negativity bias is that's when you talk about affirmations and positive thought mm. and self-care, because you want to you want to not be thinking negatively all the time in the modern world because it would be very sad and depressing mm. and all the rest of it. So again, get good sleep and work on your positive affirmations and things yeah. like that. So it's fascinating how all of these things are linked. And I said to, to, to Russell, I said, do you think that my lack of sleep, alongside other things that we can talk about, sugar and food and uh, and, and stress levels, do you, do?" You, I asked him, do you think that my lack of sleep contributed to my breast cancer? And he said, I cannot um, equivocally say yes, but what I will say, Julia, is it's like juggling with knives. Mm. And the World Health Organisation places shift work names shift work as a human carcinogen
2: mm. yeah yeah I've, I've heard that before shift workers well.
0: do have higher rates of chronic illness including cancers and mm. heart diseases and and diabetes because you are messing with your biology mm. ultimately mm. it's not how we have evolved to to survive and that's, that's the thread that runs throughout the book. How have we evolved to survive, and what are we doing that's pushing against that? And the other thing that's really, really at the, at the core and center is nature, and walking. We mm. are walking bipeds for a reason. We used to just up, leave our camps, and move somewhere else, and let that part of the earth regenerate. You know, we've taken our wood, we've mm-hmm. done what we've done with that place, we've, we've, we've lived there for a certain amount of time, and then we would get up, and we would move on, and we would leave that place. Thereby, we were getting to a new environment, and we we're letting that previous environment repair itself as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, the walking bit is is a, is a fundamental bit of our of our biology as well. Mm.
2: Wow! I mean, it sounds like you've done your research. You've, you've,
0: <laughs> you've been on
2: a journey, <laughs> and you've done the research so that we don't have to. Which I love you for. Yes, <laughs> so there we go. All there. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that I'm sure. I, can I ask you a personal question? No, of course, you can. Of course you can. Before you got diagnosed with breast cancer, did that fear of getting any kind of disease live within you
0: no I think I was like a lot of us I thought I was invincible Mm. Um, people have always commented about my energy I've always I've always been lucky in terms of my weight I'm naturally Mm. slim yeah um so I hadn't I didn't there was I think there was one period in my 20s where I went on a diet because I got a bit podgy and but but other than that I haven't I haven't had to worry about my Mm. weight and I am that annoying person that will sit you sit with you at lunch, and I will just hoover up all the food, and then I would always have the brownie or mm-hmm. the custard, you know, and and the apple apple pie and custard, or whatever it was, or the plate of cheese. And people would go, "Where do you put it all?" And I go, "I don't know." That's you know, that's just me. <laughs> but the the downside of that is that this sort of this invincibility that I thought I had, I also had a chronically sweet tooth. Mm. And when I say chronically sweet tooth, I mean every day. It would always be eleven o'clock, right? Let's dunk some biscuits. Let's have a chocolate bar. Um, what would that be after a walk? What have I got in my backpack? I, I was well known when the people would say, "What's in your backpack?" Chocolate, 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 and chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would always be that. Would be mm. my snack. It would be that. Would that's what it would be. Or driving the red wine gums. Love the red wine gums. <laughs> so you know, I could get through a packet of those on a two-hour journey, no problem. Mm. Um, and then. Eat late, which is also a bad thing to do. I talked to Professor Tim Spector and uh, the nutritionist Pauline Cox in the book. I learned a lot about food. Don't eat late mm-hmm. is the rule. Try and try yeah. and stop eating three hours before you go to bed. It goes back to the sleep thing of you repairing and and resting and repairing and your
1: body's working so hard to digest that stuff isn't it exactly yeah. you don't want to be doing that
0: yeah. and it interrupts your sleep yeah, and your yeah. repair yeah we spoke um, to
2: pauline on on this pod actually about intermittent fasting and stuff yeah. like that completely changed my lifestyle after speaking to her she's yes. like absolutely amazing me too
0: i mean i would normally i might the old me mm. so i've been living this life for two and a half years now the old me would have plonked down after dinner which would have been a bit late it probably would, would have been a plate of carbs and pasta or something mm. else And then I would have um, switched on the box sets and had my popcorn and poured some Maltesers into that. I just (laughs) cracked on. Sounds delicious. Um, Delicious, (laughs) but so much sugar. Mm, I mean, I was way above recommended daily allowance Mm. and recommended daily allowance, I would say is your maximum. That would be the top end. And also you shouldn't be doing that. We should not. And I hope people don't think I'm being preachy. One should not. It's mm. not an everyday thing, but it's become everyday for all of us because it's there. It's at the supermarket checkout. It's advertised to us all the time. It's hidden in it's our hidden. processed yeah. foods. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's in our supermarket bread. It's, you know, it, it's everywhere. Mm. And we are just consuming huge, more refined sugar and hidden sugars than ever before. Mm. And the, the, a, a sort of a, a chronic consumption of sugar, again, heart disease, um diabetes type 2 diabetes uh, blood pressure it makes your blood sticky and it makes the blood harder to move around your body and you do not want that you want your blood to be flowing when you get into things like qigong or chinese medicine it's all about the blood flow it's all Mm. about because where the blood isn't flowing is where you get this this these blockages Mm. you liver fatty liver disease which is basically when your your liver not through alcohol but through bad food, processed food, sugar, you can get that through eating too much sugar. There are children now, as young as 12, being diagnosed with fatty liver. It's Disney. unbelievable, wow. isn't it? I
1: mean, and, and the liver is quite a forgiving organ, but then at mm. the same time, like, that's mad. That yeah. child is but if it?
0: you think about, more again, modern day life, the, the the liver is a forgiving organ, and you'll have some doctors who go, oh, you don't need to detox because that's what your liver yeah, is. Yeah, doing. yeah, yeah. Environmental mm. toxins, so laundry powders, perfumes, what you're sleeping on at night, that you know, in your sheets, all those lovely fragrances. They're not lovely fragrances. You're not sniffing nice flowers. Hours. you're sniffing chemicals that are known endocrine disruptors hormonal disruptors and you're sleeping on those you're washing your clothes in those spraying mm-hmm. perfume there's a secret ingredient in perfume just called perfume parfum, perfume nobody knows what it is two or three hundred chemicals it could be in that secret ingredients trade secret not allowed to spill the beans on that no. um, plastic microplastics more mm. research this week Three major water brands, not yet named, uh, nanoparticles of, of plastic found in that water. Um, oh I could go on. Yeah, uh, it's just modern life is toxic. Mm. Even tap water as tap well. Tap water has right. got lots of fluoride. Fluoride, in it. Yeah. yeah, fluoride, great for your teeth, but a neurotoxin, not good for your body, not good for your brain. Mm. Um, you know, all sorts of other things in your tap water, estrogen pill, or you know, mm. the, the birth control pill. All of our prescription drugs that we wee into our sewerage system.
1: Well, I would say let's not even go to where they're what they're dumping in the seas around. No, <laughs> and, and,
0: exactly. Yeah. So you know Jesus. our livers are working overtime, and you, we have to be able to help our livers and our bodies. Mm. And exercise is a way that we can do it. Walking is a way that we can do it. The odd detox every now and again, the odd, you know, fasting period, water fast, which I'm sure Pauline Cox would have spoken to you about. Mm. You don't have to be extreme. Fasting exists and has existed for culture in cultures for thousands of years. We just mm. haven't evolved to have everything all the time and consume it all the time the way that we do now. And I was as guilty as anybody. And I'm not blaming anybody now either, because... That's, that's what we're faced with every yeah. day. Yeah, it's life. That's life. It is. It's like, here are the choices. The choices mm. are in the supermarkets. 65% of supermarkets now are processed packaged, um, shelf-stable foods. And, you know, the, the, the fringe is your fresh fruit and veg and most of us gravitate towards the centre aisles.
1: Well, and there's still, like, I go to my local supermarket, they've still got doughnuts at the front or yeah. hot cross buns at the front. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to have eradicated all that stuff, but no, you still go in, no, of course not. Because no, they, yeah. they, <laughs> they make lots of money on those the things. And
0: great myth of, oh, you know, we bake on the premises. They don't bake they on don't. the premises generally. <laughs> what they do is bring in the dough and mm-hmm. heat it up on the premises mm-hmm. so it smells good. Yeah. But it's, you know, sour faux, as they call it sour dough, sour faux, and mm-hmm. all those other things. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, having a go at the supermarket breads because when you start looking at the ingredients Uh. you think you're having a nice brown wholemeal slice. You're Mm. not. And you start to read what's on the back.
2: Even when yeah, even when you think you are making the right decisions. You're not (laughs) most of the time, and that's
0: because labelling is very, very nebulous, and I think incredibly misleading. I did a, I did, I don't do the thing where you walk around supermarkets going, but I did one, um, and loads of people liked and commented on it uh, a couple of weeks ago, and there was a box of chocolate Witos that was a breakfast. It was in the in the breakfast cereal, and it had on the front it had a, a green tick. Mm. Why green? Because people think green means healthy. Mm-hmm. Green mm-hmm. and it said loved by kids, approved by parents. Oh. I'm sorry. What a load of <laughs> <laughs> what does that actually mean? Love by kids, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, it's full yeah, of sugar yeah. And, yeah. yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. no, and it's
1: brightly coloured box with like yeah, fun things yeah. on yeah. the front. Yeah, yeah. And
0: then yeah. approved by parents. What parents? Because the parents don't know. And then look at the yeah. back and go, look at the sugar content. Look at that. It's yeah. Hilarious, isn't it, it? And all of the, that labelling stuff is that just makes my blood boil. Mm-hmm. And we are apparently the EU, and then we might follow suit, but we might not because of Brexit. But we, we're, there's meant to be. Uh, uh, a clampdown on that uh, that health washing yeah the green washing mm. you know there are also all sorts of claims about this is a carbon free something and mostly it's mm. bollocks yeah it, it yeah, just yeah. says yeah it. yeah yeah. Um, and it's the same with the health thing they say added fiber good source of protein and yes good source of protein and huge in bad fats salt and sugar, sugar yeah <laughs> well Sorry. it's the same
1: like you know like uh, i'm not going to name any names but like Big, large manufacturers of chocolate bars. Yes. Who who bring out protein bars? You know the yes. protein bars, mm. and it's essentially the same as their chocolate bars, but it you know
0: with some nuts, with some nuts, with in. Some nuts yeah, yeah, in it. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, and where I'm, let's not go about where the nuts are from. And, no. and they've got mycotoxins in them, and are they full of mold? And let's you know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it feels a little bit overwhelming. <laughs> yes, especially if you're you know just a normal person who shops at the supermarket and picks up your groceries and goes home, and you've got scented candles in your house and you know all this stuff it can feel overwhelming to sort of eradicate everything and start anew unless you have a huge life-changing thing like getting diagnosed with something or you know hitting some kind of huge rock bottom where you think i need to make a huge change Mm. it it can be
0: really overwhelming Uh, so completely and and i would say to anybody if you're looking to reboot your health for whatever reason Start small and Mm. start with the things that you can manage. I mean, cost is a huge issue as well. Eating organic food all the time. um, You know, the healthier options criminally are more expensive Mm. than the cheaper options. But that's because the cheaper options are mass manufactured by about 12 companies in the world. Mm. That's it. There are about 12 companies that have a monopoly on all of these packaged foods. And because of that monopoly, they can produce, they're they're really screwing the small growers. Mm. They're really pushing them. And you hear that all the time now with Mm. British farmers in the UK being absolutely squashed on price and then saying, no, we don't want your crop anymore. Mm. Really unfair, this this sort of big market pressure. So they're really squeezing the the, the small growers and then they are able to make a cheap food that they can cut with all sorts of other ingredients, the sugars, the fructose, syrups, the Mm -hmm. Cornstarches, the emulsifiers, the chemicals that they sit in labs creating Mm -hmm. to make you like the taste more than anything else, to make your brain reward pathways go, oh, I love that. Must keep coming back for that again. Mm. It's a drug. It's a drug. It's it's sort of getting into again clicking into our evolutionary when we when we when we did forage for food and we foraged and we found fruit you'd eat as much as you could because when were you going to get it again mm. so we're naturally built you know we've got this program to 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 eat what we want when we can except we're not foraging anymore it's just there all the yeah, time so yeah. we just keep going back to it and back to it yeah so start i would say to people start small There's something called the clean 15 and the dirty dozen Mm. list. So the clean 15 are those fruits and vegetables that if you can't get the organic option, if the pricing is just too out there, they're the least toxic, if you like. Um, Mm. And then the dirty dozen are the ones either don't eat them or really spend your money going organic on those ones if you can, mm. or growing your
1: own if you can.
2: Yeah, that's a really good idea, well, And actually. also, like,
1: I think we, we're so desperate to have things that are out of season. I mean, I don't think this makes a difference to, like, but, like, we like, we must eat strawberries all year round. And then no. they're, they're getting imported yeah, from, like, all over the place. And you think, well, this isn't quite right, is it? Like, well, yeah. and there
0: are some people, there are some sort of extreme biohackers out there. Biohacking is when you hack your own health, who will say that eating out of season is bad for you on a cellular level. Our mm. bodies don't understand mm. yeah. eating the wrong food at the wrong time in ayurvedic medicine um mm. they, they're very it's very about eating seasonally and warming foods and mm. the right foods at the right time that's an important part and it also it in a funny way it makes it easier because you go right I can't have those mm. yeah, so yeah. what will I have instead yeah. what's available to me right. um, I've just filmed a series in Ireland which is on More4 now and I spoke to a really he's a French chef living in Ireland now he's married and and has settled there and he was talking about seasonal cooking in Ireland which is basically seaweed Uh, during winter (laughs) seaweed some other plant varieties that you can't get anywhere else um and that you they get fish fish all year round um and 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 cabbages and some potatoes and just Mm. adapting his menu to be seasonal yeah um and that's what he that's what he wants to do and that's what he wants to Mm. offer and i think there is so much to be so much to be said for that yeah
2: i i shop i get all my food from uh, riverford yes. who we are de- desperate to try and sponsor on You're the show because we <laughs> every episode i cram them in somehow because i've just cha- changed well. changed my life yeah. honestly yeah um it's like hello fresh you get you can get meal boxes and recipe boxes but you can also just buy produce like bread and cheeses and milks and stuff yeah. but it's you know small farm organic yes and you know it's organic because the potatoes look really weird oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're all the same shape yeah, they're exactly. Exactly. all the same size yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all yeah. sparkling yeah I got yeah. And, and it's all seasonal it's what what is grown uh, there's a,
0: a few imported things um, but yeah it's- I used to use um, Abel and Cole who are mm. similar to River mm. and they would supply you with little menus as well saying nice. look if these are here's, here's some good menu ideas for mm. these off season veg because you're like well what am I going to do with this right yeah exactly <laughs> go, oh I've got a, a whole box of
2: chard <laughs> great yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. chard for dinner yeah. but, but it's, I think those sorts of options are great for people that don't mind spending a little bit extra but it's more about uh, what's easy and what's mm. convenient because for me I would rather spend a bit more money and just not have to think about it because yeah. I'm really bad at cooking and I'm kind of lazy in the kitchen. So I don't <laughs> that's think, like, yeah,
0: lots of, lots of fall into that category, yeah, that's yeah. fine.
2: And um, to be honest with you, I don't spend any more money than if I was going to go to the supermarket and spend £100 on a bunch of stuff that's just going to go off in a few days and I'll have to throw in the bin anyway. Mm. Exactly, or or junk food that doesn't really fill me up because it's not really... Mm. I mean, Pauline was talking about, um, you know, when we feel hunger, it's not because we're craving snacks and stuff. We're craving something and our body doesn't know what we need. It just knows that we need something. So we just eat any old shit and then... You know, we're more likely to fill up on crisps and chocolate that's, that's and still so be hungry yeah. rather than and having... Oh, that's the
0: thing, you're not satiated. Exactly, after that yeah. Kind of thing. The biggest change I've made in, in my life is that I now have a savoury breakfast every day. And that savoury mm. breakfast is a mixture, a different mixture every day, depending on what's in the in the fridge and what season all the rest of it, of uh, steamed veg. So oh, I have wow. steamed vegetables yeah. um, and then I might throw some olives on there and I might have a bit of avocado or if there's a bit of fish left over from yesterday, I'll have that. Mm. I will start with that and then I know whatever the day has in front of me, mm. I've had my veg. Right. Mm. I've had, and I've started my day with a savoury, not, not with a sugar spike. Mm. I, then after, after I've had my, my steamed veg, I have a little chaser. And that's when I have my nice. yoghurt. I'll have a probiotic yoghurt, sometimes plant-based, sometimes organic dairy. Mm. Um, and I'll have nuts and seeds that I toast just in the saucepan. That's the only way I can get my kids to eat nuts and <laughs> seeds is to toast them. Yeah. Put a tiny bit of vanilla essence in there, sweetens mm. them a little bit, but not, nice. it's not too bad. That's a good little tip yeah, for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have those with um, berries, in-season berries, and and do that, and then my day is that's that's good. I've sort of had a good brunch, lunch, mm-hmm. and I'm ready for the rest of the day. And then I mm-hmm. eat in the evening um, and do the same thing at two and then I, two courses, and then I'm done.
2: Yeah, yeah. And life's busy, you know. People once you leave the house, like today, I've said to Giles in the car on the way up. It's like right, I'm having a detox. All I've done, I've just <laughs> yeah. got back from Costa Rica, and all <laughs> I ate like, hey, was chocolate and sugar, and it's really hard what to buy shame, food out there.
0: It is, but Costa Rica's got so many beautiful
2: oh fresh pineapple every day yeah. as well but don't get me wrong but even that I was just constantly like fruit and, and chocolate <laughs> it's a lot of sugar yeah, but I so ate pineapple said to Charles, was like right that's it no more sugar I'm doing a detox we come here and we go over to the cafe to do a bit of work and it's let's get a cake yeah. <laughs>
0: so it's so hard. once but you leave the house you're it, a little bit it's really hard I mean I yeah. find myself sometimes like pounding the pavements with my children and they're, you, you get yourself in between meals and they're hungry and they want a snack mm. and I am that mum I will walk in and out of place and go no, yeah, that's yeah, white yeah. Brody yeah. Think no, yeah. no, no. And we did it recently. We ended up going to a corner shop, and there there was some fruit. There was a banana, mm. and there were I don't know some nutty biscuity nut yeah. based crackers. And mm. I went, you can have that.
2: Nice, but nice. it's but it
0: took it was three shops. Yes. Tea, three yeah, three different places to get
2: there. I I'm such a huge advocate. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I am a former primary school teacher. So it so counts. It counts. Okay, I can have an opinion on this. But I'm such a huge advocate of, of uh, being positive role models and educating the younger generations on this sort of stuff, on yeah. nutrition and health and exercise and the importance of nature and all of that stuff because it feels like, from what I've seen, it's all about convenience. It's all about a quick fix. It's all about what can we just shove in the microwave for dinner? And and the examples that we're setting for these children—they're all going to be growing up with like terrible microbiomes and health
0: issues later down the line. Well, and we're seeing it now. I mean, mm, I'd love to exactly. say that it's happened, that it's it's you know this is a future mm. problem. It's a now problem. It's terrible. We in the United Kingdom eat more processed food than any other um, country in Europe. Mm. And we're we're sort of we're, we're, we're second to America I think um, and there's something called metabolic health metabolic health is it's a series of biomarkers it's your blood it's to do with cholesterol and the size of your waist your ratio and and and, and other um, health indicators and basically 95 90 to 95% of us are metabolically unhealthy. Mm. So we've got something like high, if you have a couple so if you have high blood pressure and and you know a, a wider waist ratio than hips mm. that would put you in the category mm-hmm. of being metabolically unhealthy. You might have high cholesterol yeah. and one other thing and that would do it. So if you've got two or more of these biomarkers that's mm. that puts you in that category. And the 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 western world is overfed and undernourished and we mm. fit into that category unfortunately and it is it is very hard and i would say that the one of the one of the ways that you can really try and get hold of your health is to connect with nature because it's bizarre but once you do spend more time in nature again i'm somebody who walks on telly and you know i'm known for doing that but there were days when i didn't go outside Mm. the promise i made to myself when i came home from my mastectomy was i will be outside every single day of my life from this point forward not even no duvet days no Mm. it was it's this is and i i sit on my windowsill every morning i do my breath work Mm. and i walk if it's in the garden or if it's to the park or if it's around the block Every single day, there isn't now a day when I'm not outside, and I need it for the daylight because I need mm-hmm. the vitamin D, and I need it for my hormone cascade because when you get daylight into your eyes in the morning, that sets off your biochemistry, which gets your body ready for the day. Mm. Again, it's sort of it's as incredible as what happened as as how, what our body does overnight when you first get daylight into your eyes in the morning. Um, we have a receptor uh, behind our eyes and it talks to a part of our brain called the SCN, the super charismatic mm. nuclei and that then delivers um, messages to our hormones. It goes right the melatonin we can suppress the melatonin now because we're coming out of our sleep, but let uh, mm. let's get ourselves ready for food, let's get ourselves ready for activity. The blood can get thicker again now because we're awake. it's basically telling the body we're going to start moving and, and doing stuff doing doing stuff now so let yeah. let's prep ourselves yeah. for that. And bizarrely helps you sleep that night yeah. because you're you're locking into to the circadian rhythm. Yeah. The circadian rhythm yeah. is our is our body clock. Except it's not a body clock. We have body clocks. Every cell of our body has a body clock. So your liver has, you know it, it's fascinating mm. so in chinese medicine they might say if you wake up in the middle of the night oh you wake up in the middle of the night at three o'clock that's your liver oh, there, it's, there's a wow. real connection between our body parts and, and 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 timing and and for a long time it was thought that we were just we were social animals and the social cues were what we locked into mm. but now it's it's pretty um, confirmed science that we respond to the daylight cycle. So if you're yeah. not getting any of the daylight cycle, if you're inside all the time, if you're under, under these sorts of lights all the time, if you're looking at screens all the time, if you're never going for a walk, if you're not walking at lunchtime, if you're not doing that, you are... Aren't really living a human existence. No, I mean, You're living a different existence. Mm. Yeah, but it's not—it's not one that your body understands.
2: It's funny because actually, um, my dog recently went suddenly blind, um, retinal detachment. So literally within the space of like twenty-four hours, she just suddenly went blind, and the vet said even though she cannot see, she's walking around in the dark. As soon as she wakes up, take her outside because the sunlight will still go into her eyes and it will help her body clock to know what time of the day it is. Mm -hmm. So if we're doing that for dogs,
0: (laughs) blind dogs, dogs, yeah. Professor Russell Foster, again in the book, Walk Yourself Happy. I don't I, I remember us talking about this. I don't know if it made it into the book, but his lab are doing incredible work. Uh, for people Mm. with blindness issues and Ah, for people who are who are short-sighted long-sighted and 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 Mm. have visual impairment Mm. which is exactly that it's this receptor which he was instrumental in discovering actually the receptor that we have behind our behind our eyes even well you know that even when you close your eyes you you can feel the light coming through your eyelids yeah yeah um so it's it's the same principle
2: interesting it's i'm just sleep is such a fascinating topic to me um
1: because you haven't had any because <laughs> <laughs> so i'm
2: one of these people that uh, i've never had issues with sleep I'm right i'm one of those really annoying people that falls asleep instantly yeah and sl- sleeps for like 12 hours and i wake oh, wow. up i'm like done my body knows how to sleep that's, that's one good, good that's one that's thing great. it's good at however uh i am very jet lagged right now okay um and, and that's another thing as i've gotten older i've noticed that my body does take a long a lot longer to bounce back right and so last night I it was probably like what 4 p.m or something my time and I was in bed you know lights off ready to sleep and I lay in bed until probably about four in the morning and then woke up at half seven and and it's yeah it's funny how i always feel a bit not quite here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a bit spaced out i'm like what yeah. is happening
1: <laughs> i've hallucinated when i've been tired before yeah i was yeah, sitting yeah, on yeah. a bus it's once a and a thought someone torture. was coming yeah right. thought someone was coming towards me and i was like oh yeah you know
2: but my when, yeah that anyway. that's brief yeah. moment of like not being able to sleep i was lying in bed and i was like wow now i know how people will feel yeah. when they have insomnia and stuff like that it's and horrible. Mm. oh my my heart goes out to people that suffer from insomnia or have sleep issues because mm. I can't even it is torture I can't even imagine so are there ways that you have discovered on your journey yes of helping us sleep
0: better yes. so in the book there I think it's two or three pages of uh, sleep hygiene tips
2: Ooh, I like which it.
0: I talked about with Russell and we've sort of compiled it and there are. it's basically a list of this is how you prepare yourself for sleep and here mm-hmm. are some things that you can do. I would say the big takeaway from it uh, that we can talk about here today is because of our modern lives, because of how we live, because of the screens, because of the inter- the constant interruptions, the emails, the pings, the, you know, mm-hmm. never, never, never resting. Um, really, we're on this high alert all the time. It's pretty bonkers to think that you can go home at the end of a day like that Whack in a microwave meal, watch a couple of episodes of Happy Valley or Fool Me mm. Once, which makes you go, oh my God, did they do it? Did yeah, they do it? Yeah, 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 And then go to bed and fall asleep. <laughs> I can. No, well, you are. Lucky you. I'm a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the, really um, what you should, what we should all be trying to do and what I've had to train myself to do, and there are sacrifices involved in good habits. That's the one thing I would say mm. to people, that you do have to sacrifice Something to make way for something else. I talk about that with Oliver Berkman in the book. He wrote the brilliant book Four Thousand Weeks. If we're all very, very lucky and we lead happy, healthy lives, we will be alive for four thousand weeks on mm. planet Earth. Wow. Which, when you start to think about it, if you're halfway through your life, as I am no. now, hopefully, um, that you only got two thousand weeks left. So then think about your parents. How old are your parents? Mm. How many weeks? How many years Mm. have they got left? How many summers? With you. How many summers? Yeah. So Uh. when you start to break it down like that, you realize actually it's not so Mm. much. Um, And how the the discussion we had around time was if you do want to prioritize sleep, say that becomes very important to you and you know that your health is suffering as a result of it. What are you going to do? to allow yourself the time to sleep. So what I did was go, right, okay, I have to stop with this late night, you know, the the night owl stuff, the clearing Mm -hmm. the cupboards or the going out late and staying out late. That's just got to stop. And I need to get to bed earlier because what I want to do is I want to go to bed earlier so that I can make sure I get up in time before the kids and everything are awake, before the school runs, so I can do my morning routine of breath work and get my daylight, Mm -hmm. which is really important to my health. So moving backwards from that... I then worked out the time. It's like right. I really need to be in bed by ten o'clock. Mm. And actually, yeah. you should be asleep by ten o'clock ideally, because mm. the most restorative sleep is between ten and three a.m.
2: Can I ask as well? If you're if you're getting daylight in your eyes, does yeah. it
0: work through a window? You have to be outside. You yeah, have to be outside. Okay. There are there are some people who say that that's rubbish, mm. but modern windows have got lots of. Mm. Lots of
1: layer, um, double glazing. They. Yeah. They're double glazing, well, yeah. Yeah. and they've got
0: they've got anti shine, and they've got things that are stopping the natural light waves yeah. coming through. Okay, yeah, so natural light is Just always open the better. Windows, your head out. Think about how <laughs> good you like feel. a dog. <laughs> Think yeah. how good you feel when you're on holiday right and and you're up early and you're you Mm. feel so good when you're on holiday not just because you're you're away from work but because you're grounding you're walking barefoot Mm. in the sand or on the grass and you're getting daylight all day
2: yeah you're not going to wake up on holiday and be like should we stay in bed all day no you go straight out straight to the pool straight straight to the beach beach, and so
0: you've got your bare feet you've got the grounding Mm. so you're swapping electrons with mother earth Mm. which is really good for you helps with inflammation again helps you sleep sleep well Mm. on holiday Um, So work out what it is you are prepared to change and give up in order to make way for this new habit. So I now wind myself down. I very rarely watch TV before bed anymore. If there's Mm -hmm. something I want to watch, I'll leave it for a moment when I'm traveling or maybe at the weekend or, um, you know, I'll watch kids, kids stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't sit there and do box sets anymore. And actually, I don't I try not to do anything too visually stimulating before i go to bed so it could be journaling it could be writing something soft nothing that's too taxing mm. yeah um it could be like reading an old novel it could be and what you're creating is an opportunity to do something else don't look at don't look at it as losing out on watching mm. the box sets you'll find the time to watch the new arnie documentary if that's what you want to do or yeah. whatever or catch up with selling sunset, whatever your, whatever your poison is, <laughs> you, will find a, you will find an opportunity to do that. But make, make this an opportunity to do something else, mm. something that you wouldn't have done, something more creative, something more restful, something more soulful, something more nourishing. Maybe it's a phone call with somebody that you love or whatever it is. Make it something that's, that's not making you feel that you're missing out because you're not. Mm. You're, just, you're just retraining yourself. So in the morning, I feel I listen to podcasts now to help me go to sleep. Not yours, because yours is obviously very stimulating, guys. (laughs) But I would, in the morning, I might, Mm -hmm. I don't listen to the news in the morning now, because that's just too Too disturbing to start my day. Um, So I would feel really tempted doing my breath work to continue listening to the podcast that I was listening to the night before, and I don't. I make sure that that time doing my breath work, sitting on my windowsill, listening to the birds with the trees, is quiet time. Mm -hmm. Because when do we do that? When do any of us now... Take time to be not talking to somebody, not listening to anything, no pods, just being. How often do you do that?
2: It's really hard. It's really uncomfortable being with your own thoughts, I will say. I'm guilty of always having music playing and Mm. podcasts. And even when I'm painting, it's like music, music, podcast, TV show, film, whatever. has to be noise, Right. And I, I live in the middle of nowhere in the woods in a cabin and... You turn everything off. It is silent. Try <laughs> it's it without. Very silent. Try it really hard. Or try an hour without. Yeah, see, what yeah. It, see how it affects your write- your oh, your work. As yeah, well. you're the same as well, aren't you? you? You you like to have noise and stuff. I
1: too. do, I do, and, and actually when I'm working as well. However, I would say that um, just going back to your point of like putting in new things, new habits and stuff, for the last two months or so i i go out on a late night walk so and i go down to the seafront i always mm. follow the same route lovely which i quite like yeah and i go i walk for about an hour yeah and um i i when i get to the seafront i always turn everything off so i yeah. can listen to the sea yeah and, and 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 actually just be with myself like you saying be with yeah. my thoughts and, wind down. and that fresh air and wind down and i sleep much better yeah. so i get home and i can fall asleep because i i like yes. you, not a great sleeper haven't been ever But actually now I feel like I've got much better sleeping habits Mm. because I do that physical exertion Mm. in the evening, but also Mm. having that time with just myself and my thoughts.
0: And sort of make, Make your habits easy as well. Yeah. So for me, with the breathing and the breath work, I do it now. I did it this morning, I and mean, it's freezing cold. I have a, a um, an overboard dry robe thing, so and that is hanging over my bath. So I have my morning pee, and then you know the roller blind comes up, and then I lift the you know the window goes up, and mm. then I put my dry robe on, which is there. I have a little blanket, lovely blanket that I sit on, and it's there, and I and I know mm. that's my cue that when I'm in the bathroom, um, I know that the next stop after my wee is to go outside and and mm. sit there and do my breath work all year round all year round let's talk a little bit about your breath work because you mentioned
2: it a few times I'm mm. I, another subject I'm really fascinated mm. by is breath work and just the importance of how we breathe and oxygen and how we're normally breathing as well like throughout our normal day how does that affect our health
0: hugely Patrick McKeown um has become a friend of mine and he's in the book and we're actually just a just about to start doing some Walk Yourself Happy retreats across the year. Patrick's Amazing. going to come on them. We should go. Um, yeah. And Pauline. Yeah. Pauline Cox. Oh, should we do that oh, good. We, oh, we, yeah, yeah.
2: go. we can have an unquestionable reunion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we've got, <laughs> sure they'd love we've that. got a sound therapist
0: called Lisa Pawley who's oh, coming, oh, who does sounds incredible sound immersion. Mm. Uh, and Hannah Beadle who does outdoor movement, specialises in outdoor movement. Mm. How do you make the most of your park experience walking on logs and using trees and benches and moving outside and crawling on falls, which we don't do anymore and all of, mm. all of that sort of stuff. But what Patrick will tell you is that, first of all, stress and anxiety, hugely impacted by how you breathe. If you mm. breathe deeply and fast and through your mouth, you are likely to be much more stressed as a human being.
1: Mm. We
0: all tend to overbreathe. That's just the way that it is. And a lot of us, I don't anymore, but I used to breathe through my mouth. We should all be breathing through our noses.
2: You're a mouth breather. Yes, we Most overbreathe. Yes, we overbreathe. So
0: we take between 20 and 25,000 breaths a day. But if you if you imagine so if I do this, it's a, like a panic response. You go oh my god, what's wrong with Julia? Look, look, she's yeah. she's looking panicked. That is exactly the opposite. If you're feeling stressed, that's what you don't want to do, is to do that. You get more oxygen into your lungs and into your body when you breathe through your nose than you do if you breathe through your mouth. Mm. You also get less bacteria. Um, into your lungs as well when you breathe through your nose because you have these little nice hairy things that mm. filter out uh, the uh, the bacteria and the viruses and you also create something at the the back of your nasal cavity here called nitric oxide NO and um, I think it's two or three men won a won a um, uh, a Nobel Prize for their discovery about the importance of nitrogen oxide mm. on our on our bodies and on our cardiovascular health and essentially. We, there's this chemistry exchange in our in our body, which is oxygen, uh, carbon dioxide, and nitric oxide, and you want the balance to be right. Mm. And the balance to get the balance right, you have to breathe with a regularity, and ideally you want to breathe quite gently and softly, and ideally you want to breathe through your nose. So we can do a little thing. I would here. love to do that. Okay, so do. we'll do. We'll do two things. First of all, we, you breathe in for four and you breathe out for six. And you do that with your mouth closed. And people can do this at home as well who are listening. You do it with your mouth closed and you do it through your nose. And if you can elongate that outward breath for six or eight or ten, the longer your exhalation the more calm, yeah, that's the good become. bit. That's... Mm. that's the good bit because essentially, what you're telling your brain, what you're telling your parasympathetic nervous system, is it's okay, mm. relax, it's calm. So this would be a really good thing to do. We'll only do it four times. It would be a really good thing to do before uh, something you're going to do, like public speaking, is a really good example. Something mm. that's going to make you nervous. This would be a good thing to calm you down, and then and then you would jump jump up and down on the, on the spot for a bit because you don't want to be low energy. Right, right, right. So you breathe in for. four, Four and out for six. Okay. Oh, loud Good timing. We'll just wait for that. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. So, in for four through the nose and breathe down
1: do into I, I thought I got my legs crossed. I, feel like I, I need, need to undo my, my, my
0: jeans. Breathe in. and <laughs> Go
1: on, do your jeans. What
0: what you <laughs> should be able to see is your fingers come apart. So, watch me. For four, three, two, one, out for six, five, four, three, two, one. In for four, three, two. Gently. And then just be and you should feel a little bit calmer already.
1: You to have a little snooze now.
2: There I you go. I fell asleep. asleep. <laughs> There's
1: exactly.
0: another really quick hack, which is called the physiological sigh, and you do this. <sighs> mm. So two breaths <sighs> in. So, so a, a big breath through the nose, and then a little sip through the nose, and then sigh it out. So you're going. <sighs> 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 Oh, I love that. I love and that. And that really if apparently mm. if you do that for 5 minutes it's the same as 20 minutes of meditation.
2: No, really. Yeah. Cuz I do that sometimes um just around the house. I just suddenly oh, go no. <sighs> ah, like that. And I noticed like my my dad does that and I always used to be like that's weird. <laughs> now I've started <laughs> What's doing he do? it. Um but it just babies makes do. Me it. Feel... You
0: think about babies
2: when mm. they're calming themselves down with crying. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing. Yeah, and dogs will often just suddenly go yeah. For no reason. Yeah. And you think, why are you sighing? You yeah, don't have anything to you? worry about. You've got the best life. You haven't got any bills to pay. <laughs> but actually, well, if you sigh loudly, you feel was- that release. Yeah, but take that breath in
0: first. Then. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And try and breathe down. Try not to do that when you breathe up. Try not to go because like what you want to try and do is mm. you're trying to push your diaphragm down you're trying to get right. movement in this part of your body you know you see the old yogis when they do that mm. the yeah. there. it's all it, you want your lungs your lungs your hormones and your muscles start to deplete as you get older mm and lungs are one of your signs of longevity, along with how fast you walk, that's another sign of longevity. You want your lungs to be as big as possible for as long as possible throughout your life, and the way to do that is is with breathing exercises. Mm. So you do have to, like everything else, you've got to exercise these muscles, you've got to exercise this bit of your body. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's what maintenance as you get older is about. People go, how do I do all of this? How do I fit it all in? Yeah. And you just do, you. if you're driving somewhere, or you do get up earlier, or you have 15 minutes of your time at night which is your moment to meditate do your breath work do whatever it is you have to sacrifice something to make way mm. for this other important
1: thing. Yeah. Oh, Julie, we've I mean we've talked about so many things, and, and mm. we could talk to you forever. Um yeah. Walk Yourself Happy is obviously available it's everywhere available
0: now, and thank you so much for everybody. No, no, so thank far. you. It, it, uh, the the book made it onto the bestsellers list. Amazing, incredible. And so it should. Um, but it's back. lovely. to get messages from people saying yeah. they're reading it, it's changed their lives. It's really, really good. Yeah. So thank yeah. you to everybody. And if you haven't bought it yet, then yeah, go and get it, it now. Definitely made.
2: do. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I honestly I feel like we should do a part two to this episode. We Just can do that. We've got. Oh, we've got
0: the second half we can do the whole second half yeah. all about nature and walking and yeah. what the what walking does for us physically mm. what it actually does for yeah. our brains what it does for our bodies what it does for our blood mm.
1: maybe yeah. we should do it on a walk
0: that's a good idea can there we just do, do a walking yeah. pod we'll talk to Jamie
2: and ask him if he can no, follow us follow us on here I've got to get. Yeah. <laughs> you help me get yeah, exactly. Gear. we'll, we'll make it, it work <laughs> yeah yeah thank <laughs> you for thank having me thank you thank you thank you so much thank you Thank you for listening to Unquestionable. We'd love to hear from you on social media by searching for Unquestionable Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.